Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Back in 2021, I had interviewed Kevin from the UK and he shared an amazing tinnitus success story. Now we're circling back an additional eight months later to see how is Kevin doing today. Kevin, welcome. First, give us an introduction of who you are and give us a summary for those who haven't watched the last video, which is titled Tinnitus Recovery Case Study and why I waited six months to share it. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for inviting me, uh, Dr. Ben. This video is follow-up to my first one. My first one very much was six months in. When I first got to see Uncle Ben, very much I was I was not in a good place at all. I was very anxious. I wasn't going out. I was losing quite a lot of weight. And I had I had really quite severe tinnitus, maybe not in volume terms, but certainly in terms of how I could live and what I could do. And I was at the end of my tether. So I reached out to Dr. Ben. I'd seen his YouTube videos and he was amazing because what he did fundamentally was explain the process of how to live with tinnitus and how to recover. And he did it in such a way that you had a time frame and a schedule and something to aim for. And oddly enough, what he didn't do is he never said it will just repair itself. It will just go away. You've just got to live with it. He never did any of that. What he actually said is, this is the most likely reason why it's there, but that's irrelevant. What you need to do is you now need to follow these types of steps. And through these types of steps, you will actually learn to understand it. And actually, you'll be able to start doing the things that you love again. And that was quite right. And he gave me a really good time frame to do that. And I was I was pretty much on the time frame as well. So six months in was my first video and that very much said that I got to a point where I was back out again playing my sport doing things that I really enjoyed but at that point in time I was still very much using sound therapy I still very much had tinnitus uh, and I was still very much on my journey through it and I guess this video is eight months further on I'm no longer using sound generators I have what I think my toolkit to be able to deal with tinnitus very well. And actually what, what's fundamentally different is that I don't necessarily hear tinnitus now all day. I still hear it when I go to bed, but during the day, I don't really hear it. And that's all about how your brain kind of understands that there's far more important sounds out there, which is okay. you living your life. Talk to us about the timeline here. If you could break it down into sections and maybe give names to the different sections, uh, what is the overall timeline for what you've experienced from when it started to where you are today, Kevin? Yeah, so it started the day before my birthday and that was in February. So we are one year and four months down the line. And I'm sure you look back and see different periods. What we know is that habituation is a slow, gradual process. Tell us where you are today. How much of your average day do you think about tinnitus? Are you habituated? Could you see it getting any better than where it's currently at? And then bring us back to just that overall timeline of how much time it took to go through the different periods. When did you really get over the hump? 
And when when did it become crisis mode? When did it become more maintenance? Just walk us through that, please. Yeah, I mean, in terms of how much do I think about tinnitus now, I really don't. I mean, as I said, I, I hear it when I go to bed, but it doesn't bother me. I hear it when I wake up and it has slightly interrupted the long lines. That's probably one of the things that I do miss. Will it get better? Don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Am I bothered by it? No, I'm not. So could I do more myself to help it along the way? Yeah, I I probably could. I could certainly eat better. I could certainly meditate better. I think that I could probably get it down a notch or two, but I'm living my life and I don't think about it during the day Mm. at all, other than, you know, firstly, when you get up and then it goes. We're happy to hear that. And one of our main messages is hope. The main message of this video is to give hope to individuals who may be where you were the first few months, right? We do free yeah. we do free consultations at Tribal Health. And one of the questions that comes up often after someone explains their whole history, we tell them there's treatments and therapies and they ask point blank, can I get better with this? Can this condition actually get better? And Kevin, that was essentially a question that you had too. It's a question that happens in the comments of our YouTube videos as well. Like, can this actually improve? What are your thoughts on that? How do you answer that question when someone asks you? Oh, well, I would answer. I would answer it very much by yes, you can get back to living your life the way that you lived it before tinnitus. And in terms of where I was at when I first reached out to you, I wasn't living my life as I did before tinnitus. I was pretty much a mess actually. I I found it difficult to go out. I wasn't playing my sport. We were a bit in lockdown as well, so I felt quite isolated. I genuinely didn't know how I could live with this sound in my head. It was affecting my concentration. It was affecting my sleep. And it was an experience that I've never experienced. I've always been in good health. And this absolutely knocked me off course to the point where you're just going, I'm not sure how I can live with this, which is why I reached out to you, because I wasn't getting any other help through local sources. And actually what you did was amazing. And the way that you did it, the first three months, a period where you genuinely don't know what's going on when you've got tinnitus. It's the period where you're just searching for answers. And what you did very, very succinctly is you said, here's the most likely reason why you've got it. You've probably got a few bits of damage in your inner ear. Even though my my sound profile and my sound test was relatively normal and your brain is misinterpreting the signals. However, because your brain is misinterpreting the signals, you can train your brain to effectively treat them as background noises, not important. And what you said to me was, actually, we can get sound generators on and sound therapy and you can use sound so that you're not constantly thinking about your tinnitus. And you use sound to effectively just soften the blow so that you can just try and get to a point where you can operate a bit more normally day by day. What you also taught me was it's very much a case of when you can't think of anything else other than tinnitus, you're making it worse because that's all you think about and it's a cascading effect of thinking and thinking and thinking. So you need to try and get out of that. And actually, some of the ways that you can do it is through meditating, which didn't come naturally and I didn't do particularly well. But what I did manage to do is find other activities that I could do well and would still take my mind off synthesis. And it's a similar type of principle. So you talked me through that side. I know that we had conversations about diet as well. I know that certainly some foods absolutely 
spiked my tinnitus. You know, certainly fatty foods, salty foods uh, spiked it as well. So I was careful on my diet. And you were very much like a friend and a companion, certainly for the first three months where I was at my worst. And you were spot on. So at the end of the three months, I was actually going, okay, with the sound therapy, I can now do a bit more and I'm a bit better. And I could then start kind of going out a little bit more. And and actually, once you've done that, you're on the road to recovery. You start eating a bit more normally. You start kind of walking. You start exercising. And then at the six-month point, which is where we made the first video, it was very much a case of, wow, I didn't think that I would get here. You know, if you told me this when I first started, I'd be here. I'd have taken that all day long. And I couldn't see that when I first started either. So to get to that six-month point was monumental. And then you said... Well, actually, between six months and a year and a half, it should actually still get a little bit better. It should get a bit more normalized. It should get a bit softer. Your brain should adapt to it even more. And that's a really weird period, actually, between six and, and where six and a year and a half, which is where I am, because you don't actually notice it too much because you'd already broken the back of it by getting to the six months. But it's just small things. All of a sudden, you notice that you're not noticing it. All of a sudden, you'd forget your sound generators and go, actually, I don't need it. I'm still not thinking about it. And then even like, it was only about a month, two months ago that I didn't have a sound generator when I went away for the weekend and and I kind of didn't put anything on my phone and I just fell asleep. And then all of a sudden, I didn't need that to go to sleep. So it's just such a gradual evolution. You know, small things like I played a... I played a sports match and the opposing team basically cooked the meal afterwards and it had normal sausages in it, which I've been avoiding a good part of a year and a bit. And they had no effect on me. And it's small things like that where you're just a gradual evolution. You just find you do more and more. And then you get to a point where it's it's a bit like putting your glasses on. It's Mm. just part of you. Yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin, I want to, I want to ask a question. We have a question from, from the audience here. Uh, in, in our first video in the comments, someone had asked, did you only hear it 30% of time at the beginning? What percentage of time in your average day at the beginning were you yeah. hearing, thinking about, or aware of tinnitus? So you've got the stats more than I do, Ben, but I know that at the beginning, I would say that's all that I could think of. So I, I think that my original stat was 18, 90, 90 plus percent. I don't know what you've got down on the notes there, Ben, but it would have been in that region and it really seriously affected me. Yeah. You have gone through a habituation process. We have just seen that. Now, could things get better? They could. Do they need to get better for you to live your life? You've, you said no. No, no, they don't. And tell us about any other advice you'd have for those watching who might be looking for things they can do on their own. And we understand that not everyone wants or can or has the means to pay for one-on-one sessions, purchase devices like tinnitus maskers. For those who may not have the financial means, what kind of self-help tools did you do on your own that also made a big difference? Yeah, okay. So I think the first thing that I did was I did read on the internet not to read things on the internet. That was good advice. So I stayed away from chat rooms completely after looking at them a couple of times and getting really scared. And I know that if you're in Great Britain, there's the British Tinnitus Association. They provide free kind of guidance sessions and sessions where people can get together. And I know that, Dr. Ben, you you do that through your side, and I'm sure that the American Tinnitus Association does as well. So they're, they're good things to reach out 
two. And the important thing is to try and find one which balances what you need at the time. And I know yours are very upbeat and very positive. And I think that's the other thing that there is some good stuff on the internet. Alongside yourself, I was looking at the videos of Julian Cowan Hill. He's very much about mind and body. So that's more about what you eat and more about meditation. And he preaches cranial psychotherapy. And I did have a few sessions on that and it did help me. But fundamentally, that's about relaxation. So what can you do self-help? Relaxation is is huge. And also don't, don't try and not do what you are. So I think I mentioned before, I'm not good at meditation. So everyone telling me to go and do meditation was actually winding me up. Actually, if you're good at doing painting by numbers or a bit of art, or if you're good at just reading a book or anything that just takes you away from kind of computers and telescreens screens and blue light, things that can just take you away to chill out a bit and just relax. That's really good. I mentioned food. Food had a huge impact on me. Salty, sugary foods really did spike it noticeably. And there's quite a lot there which you can find on the internet about eating and basically anti-inflammatory diets. That that did help me. And I was conscious about it. Uh, your videos as well, Dr. Ben, actually, again, explains the process and what you're going through and how you're going to go there. So there's quite a lot out there that you can look at that will help you along the journey. What I would say is the one thing that had the biggest impact for me, bar none, was when I had the first session with you and you just explained, actually, you know what? This is what a timeline looks like. This is what's most likely got what's gone wrong. And this is actually how we can retrain your brain a little bit to just ignore the sound. And that was huge. That was absolutely massive for me. Just that very, very first session was was incredible. Appreciate that, Kevin. As we're wrapping up here, I just want to say thank you and congratulations. And to share to the community, this is not an anomaly. This is not a rare thing that someone gets better following the best protocols for tinnitus. One-on-one CBT-based approach for tinnitus, cognitive behavioral techniques, which comes from cognitive behavioral therapy. That's been studied, well-proven to help settle the emotional brain and reduce the reactive response to tinnitus. Also with sound therapy, which you had shared, you'd worn ear level devices on your ears. Also, those are also called tinnitus maskers or sound generators. Uh, At Treble Health, we provide all of that. Find us on our website to reach out for more. Kevin, again, thank you so much. And I wish you well. Remember, remember, protect your hearing when you're around loud noises. Otherwise, you should be good for the future. Yeah, what I would say just before we leave, actually, one other thing that you did say is what can you do at at home if you didn't have money? So if you didn't have money for the ear level generators, you did point me to a sound oasis device. What they do do is actually do it an app for your phone. And that's only about six quid or something, which is what, about $10. So as long as you've got a decent Bluetooth speaker, you can have that app on your phone and and pretty much have a very similar experience if you haven't got the cash to do it. So um, I use that quite religiously when I went to bed. So that's one thing I forgot. Excellent. Thank you, Kevin. And for those here, leave a comment below or we'll check you on the next video. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching today's video with Treble Health. Check out our next video by clicking the button on this screen or another recommended video. And if you're not already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. See you on the next video.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast platform for the Treble Health Podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.